Hi, I'm a queer champion from the British Blacklist, and I'm here with my little homie, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. John Boyega. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's been a while. We're saying a long time no see. I know. So it's carpets, and now they got us a room. In that, it's, it's overdue. We need to have like an We're intimate advancing. conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our relationship is evolving, as yes. they say. Yes, now. So look, let's get straight into it. We're here at the Curzon Soho mm -hmm. because of a fantastic initiative, the mm -hmm. Create Next Film Project. Yes. Tell me about it, please. Like, what is it? The Create Next Film Project is an initiative that basically gives five filmmakers the opportunity to create their own film or a short film, while bringing them through a development process that put them in line with some real great professionals to help them through the process so they can create and at the same time establish their talents and, and, and whatever their creative vision is within entertainment. We've basically set up a fund that has really given them the opportunities to see what it could possibly look like the few years you know, that they, that they have to prepare for are long years in the industry and so they've they've really had time to just practice and get into filmmaking develop their own stuff yeah. understand budgeting so this is like a crash course into whether you want to dream rig or not this is i think one of those things sometimes we have these schemes that are born out of okay there's something missing in the industry and it's from people that are outside really far outside looking in or way down in their career don't maybe disconnected from it so i love that someone like you who's in it in the hub who's been there done that so with your experiences can you expand on where you felt the industry was get got it wrong this kind of wasn't inspired by what they had got wrong it was more inspired by like the stuff that i felt like impacted my career right. and how i would feel as an upcoming filmmaker yeah. in this day and age without no help at all nobody to come in and create something that could give me an opportunity where i don't need to have experience where i don't need to know somebody you know or have the money to be able to fund you know the education to do it it was just about you know people coming in thinking collaborating with the right types of corporations the right types of companies who have those kind of interests and then just establishing a, a film fund and, and a creative network where the kids could actually get real opportunities so it was really based on what i felt kind of like helped me in my career yeah. and it was always you know these film funds and, and, and theatre groups and stuff like that so I wanted to kind of like continue the cycle. The next question was going to be like when there was a moment when you felt like this industry is just not hitting it maybe at that point of I'm going to quit it doesn't seem like it's going to get better and how you spun that but you're basically saying there were schemes and things like yeah to get to get especially because I, I started off my first job was at the tricycle theater yeah. i think it's called something else now but it was at the trike in, in kilburn and, bef and before then I, I had just a just a lot of experience stage experience you know not necessarily commercial not not necessarily always the most professional yeah. but something that at least waters the little motivation you've got as a kid from inner city london mm. you've got a bit of talent but you might not necessarily have the vision the knowledge the access to the education you need and it was always through that helping hand that i, I could get that so so where, so you were at one point you're like you know what what I'm going to do is try and make the industry better for some upcoming filmmakers. So what, where were you at that point? What was it that kind of said, no, I'm going to get off my butt and do something about it? Because people talk a lot of lip service. You've actually done something. I just, I just feel like it was a steady build. You know, as when I joined this industry, I think it was much more of like selfish endeavours because I thought to a certain extent you have to be that way. You know, you have to, you know, think about what you're doing, what your next audition is going to be. But as soon as I got to a certain position and then found that, you know, especially talking to young black creatives on set that sometimes I would meet, you know, young black creatives outside or on, on the streets or wherever, yeah. there would be that concern that, yo, like, if you, 
if you don't get yourself a Star Wars, you can't get into Nike, man. Like, and I'm there like, it's kind of true. Like, it's, sometimes you, you need someone to think more complex and, and give you an opportunity that suits you, that suits where you're at, you know what I mean? Most times, you know, I think people are trying to prepare themselves to go straight to a stressful, high intense, you know, position in the industry where it's like, no, I feel you, you, you deserve to be given the right education so you can choose, see, see what division is right for you. Yeah, because I was going to say, then people think, oh, it's Star Wars, you've just got to be stars, but there are little steps that, and people don't know the journey behind where, how you got there. Even on, even on Star Wars, there were, there were young people. My stand-in was a, a young, young black guy from Tottenham. We had like hair and makeup people come in, you know, once we get into a space, honestly, then there starts to be, you know, that, yeah. that shift. And I just want this to help, you know, motivate that. So with the conversation you had with Converse, how did you break it down and say, these are the things that I know from my experience, this is what needs to go into this initiative. And why Converse? It was funny because before the Converse situation, in fact, before the pandemic, I was touring schools in Southwark because I, want, I wanted to start an initiative independently. But I wanted to do research for it first. I was like, what do these schools even mean? Like, do, do kids even care about filmmaking? So I just went into different schools and kind of was just like talking to these ran random kids. Some kids were like, yeah, we don't care. Some kids were like, we care. But it gave me like a lay of the land. Okay. And I'll say I was still kind of thinking about it. And then spontaneously, like Converse made contact. and was just kind of like, you know, we know we've heard about your interests and, and, and where you'd like to go in terms of like helping out and extra things you can add to towards your acting career. We're cool to have the conversation. And then the brainstorm kind of mutually went back and forth like that. And it just evolved just it like evolved, that. Yeah. You're busy though. Yeah. So how do they, how do, you know, while I'm doing all this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not always, I'm not always busy. I'm no, just, I get yeah, that. I need to, I mean, nah, man cannot live on bread alone. Okay. I need to rest, okay. you know, so I rest and, and, and during those times, you know, that's also what we discussed that, yo, like when, when it's times where you're back in country and when you have that free time, you can devote it to developing this. And that's what we've done. It's been like two years now since we first had that converse or so. It's been a long time, yeah. And then, so with the five wonderful chosen filmmakers, can you tell me what is about Ibrahim, Lorraine, Ade, Kaylin and Kemiyama? What is about them that really just like, yeah, this, these are the guys? I think the first initial thing that I, I liked from them, because especially the way in which I, um, I met them, having the, the first initial conversation to do a, a, a big shoot and then beforehand just being given their work and being given the, the education to look into them more, I think is they have one purpose. They are very serious about filmmaking. They have decided that this is where they exist. Lorraine herself, she's made in particular like physical sacrifices to literally be here and I think they love it in a way that I did and I don't know why it's like meeting all of them even meet them at the same time it's like it just reminds me of me and it reminds me of me and my boys me and the filmmakers the actors the musicians that I was around and I just feel like that click that smart crew needs someone to to give them the opportunity but it was them they what they're motivated by they've done work before you know photography short film social media stuff but content but they have a serious hunger for it i think that's you know we can you can see that the people that are going to make it who are going to survive and i think sometimes i don't know if you get that when you're talking to people and trying to give them advice and sometimes their eyes glaze over and like yeah 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 i know i tried this i've tried that and then that eyes glaze over it's too accurate it's like i want to be a movie star can you tell me Ooh, you got to train. What's your training like? How much, you know, how much reading do you do? And then it's the eyes go, oh, nah, you know. And I, and I get it. Sometimes it's like that. And I think because there are other lanes being opened up to people now through social media. And so people get confused. But these guys, like, I didn't need to have that conversation with them. Yeah, like, they're, they're, the eyes are open. And, and Converse, they identified that. And I mutually did as well. 
So in this, you, you said that it reminded you of you at your youth, at your most like wide-eyed, green-eyed type of time. But working with them now, subsequently, was it taught you about you, and what has it inspired in you? It's inspired a constant belief in change. So the, the last session that we had, change was coming to my mind a lot because they had changed. Because from the last time we spoke, they were so enthusiastic. Yeah, we're about to start filming. You know, it's going to be crazy. We're going to have a big old set. It's going to be dope. And then they go into reality of the process. Then they start developing. Then they're trying to, you know, sort out the schedule. You know, filming is a, is a very stressful um, process. And by the time we had our second session, our second catch-up, you could just see... They were tired but strong and that's the look I wanted to see. If you're not tired, that means you probably wasn't putting in as much, yeah. But they were tired but they were like, okay, we know that this, like, we, we were dreaming like rookies before but now we're dreaming like big boys. Like, when I were like, you know what, we've got this dream but now we need to, like, actually do the work and now we know the process. And I was proud, like, you know, just to, just to see them like that, especially, you know, Kemi and, 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 and to see her coming out of her shells in, in particularly, you know, it was nice to just see them grow and, and develop through the process. Brilliant. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Me too.